0: So how would you react to a sermon composed entirely of questions? Is it possible? Are you intrigued when the questions refuse to give you answers, leaving you to puzzle over the text for yourself? Are you angry? Is it the preacher's job to explain things? Isn't the preacher not doing their job properly? Are you mystified? How would you react to a sermon composed entirely of questions? You recall past sermons you heard over Christmas time. How about over the Epiphany? What were their messages? Is it easier to remember a sermon that you agree with than one that makes you angry? Is it a bad time that so few come to mind? Something to be ashamed of? Something not to admit? Can the pastor remember his own sermon from a year ago? Or is the lack of the conscious memory a good sign, a sign that they blurred into one another, blurred into your life, shaping who you are today? Or is this a non-questioned question? Do you recall vividly one particular Christmas sermon that still shapes who you are today? And what if you were doing today? What would you say if you were giving a sermon at this time of year? Would you have focused on the maizey stable around the back of the inn with no room and preached a prophetic message on justice and homelessness? Would you call mind the homeless in the cold streets of Atlanta, the cold streets of Monroe or Loganville, likening them to the Messiah and have no place to go? Would you tell the story of the holy family's desperate escape from Egypt to save their lives from a murderous king, Herod, and compare that with the flight of asylum seekers not in Egypt but in Athens? Scars of torture on their bodies. There is all this too moralistic and grim, worthy, but just a little bit uncomfortable. And what of the Prince of Peace? Would you preach on that? Would you preach on him? Would that go be down better than an uncomfortable sermon on, on just, the injustices of the world? It'd be such a needed sermon, but Can you find the time to write it with your own life so busy and so stressed during the season? Can the baby Prince of Peace bring peace to the preacher, or is it only for others, for those who hear? Is it hypocritical for the preacher to preach a sermon that they know they struggle with in their own life? Or is it irresponsible to neglect areas you know others need out of cowardice, out of the fear of appearing a hypocrite? Would you preach or sing, or sing or preach? Are you glad it's not you standing up here right now? What would you say if you were giving a sermon about the epiphany? What would you say if you were giving a sermon about God's revelation to the world? Would you look at the wise men? Were there really three of them? Were they actually kings? Why does Carol say one thing and the Bible say something else? Does it matter what you say? Will the congregation notice anyway? Or will they scour their Bibles, spotting your inconsistencies and your sloppiness? How much will focus on the exegesis of the text, on the arcane wisdom that you crammed up from the commentary? And how much of it will be practically applied to the people's lives? But what if her life is sitting next to me? Is that life the same as mine? Will a lesson from the shepherds that's so relevant to a man at work carry the same meaning to a teenage girl at school? Will that an application about the scholarship of the wise men designed for those struggling with their SATs mean something to the retired person who's been retired for over six decades? How can these texts be applied to the lives of so wide and varied group of people? How can they be applied to my life? If it was just me, which text would I look at? And if it was just you, which text would you look at? How can they be applied to my life? Which would challenge me the most? And what of everyone else here? What would speak to each of you which text? The wise man? The shepherds? The prince of peace? The stranger in a manger? The word made flesh? The wedding of Canaan? The baptism of Christ? Isn't it the preacher's job to choose? Why doesn't the preacher give any answers? How would you react to a sermon composed entirely of questions? What otherwise then? Do they endorse astrology when the rest of the Bible seems so against it? Or are they a sign that whatever our mistakes and whatever the strange philosophies we might experiment with, God will find us? Do you read your star sign? Would you admit it to the More trustworthy, Mystic Meg or Bishop Mike Watson? Leo and Libra or the Bible in prayer? Is it all really just harmless fun? Why do the wise men look at the stars anyway? Do you ever think of it? Am I following a star? How is God guiding me? Have I ever resisted His guidance? Am I comfortable with this talk of God speaking to them and God speaking to me? How does God speak to me? How does God speak to you? What does He say? What is the star that God wants you to follow? Will He call you on a journey to last years like the wise men? Or on a short stroll down the hill like the shepherds. And what of this frankincense, myrrh, and gold? What would Joseph and Mary have made of them? Are the Jews, Hindus, Romans, and half the world right that incense owns a deity nine like we just say? Why do 5 billion, 940 million people of every race and religion love the stuff that an American gets a whiff of it and we hop our heads off? What would Joseph have made of that? Or the baby jesus it's not an infant, how do i show that i acknowledge jesus with god how do i acknowledge jesus as god what does it mean for the baby jesus to be god what does it mean for Creator God to be a tiny six or seven pound baby crying for his milk? How can God be so vulnerable? How can we not be vulnerable? And what is the gold? Have you ever thought about the gold? What happened to the gold? Was that a treasure birthday present kept at office to remind Jesus of those strange visitors who came to his cradle? Did his enduring presence remind him that he was special, that he was a king with a destiny to save his people? Or did the both rapidly go on bribes to cross the borders and buying bread and Cairo, keeping Jesus and Joseph and Mary alive when there was no one there to help them? What is it like to be a refugee running away from a dictator who kills little children? Can we appreciate their plight when we have so much? Do we get too many presents at Christmas? How would our children react if they only got three? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Myrrh. Have you thought about myrrh? What sort of person gives an herbal embalming fluid to a baby in his birth? <laughs> <laughs> the baby Jesus is born to die. Does the church talk too much about death or not enough? Are you comfortable with the fact that one day you too shall die? Does faith help you through that truth? Or do you come here to escape from that truth? And what of those for whom Christmas is painful when death is not the death of Jesus on the cross but of a loved one whose absence is all too noticeable around the faith? How do we preach Christ to them? And what of everyone else? Can one sermon speak to the lives of so wide and varied a group of people? Which sermon? Maybe the shepherds offer a better solution? Do they call them on? Remembered, remembered the mind happy memories of childhood play? Two-year-old sheep going, ah! Or you one of the sheep or do you preach on them as rejected outcasts people forced into cold smelly jobs that nobody wants then rejected by the religious establishment because they have no time to be ritually clean is the shepherd's outcast status something that unites us all do we all sometimes feel on the edge unwanted and rejected by others what do we make of a god who picks not millionaires but shepherds what can I bring him, for as I am? If I was a shepherd, I'd bring a lamb. If I was a wise man, I would do my part. Yet, what can I bring him? What can I bring him? Or if not shepherds, do you preach on Mary? What would have happened if she had not said yes to God? Have you said yes to God? Were you ever married in a different place? Did you wish you were? Why is she the most popular one that all the children want to be? What's wrong with being a sheep? Speaking of Mary which Mary was a free on The top of Mary in the Nativity play the Renaissance, Mary of, of the of art? The teenage Mary, father far too young to be a mom, a child with her own child. Why did Mary tell Jesus that they were out of wine they what? Would you preach on that Mary that handed in a miracle? Which Mary would you preach on? And where is Joseph? Why isn't he a bigger part of this story? Are there too few sermons for men? Is that why there are fewer men than women in the church? <coughs> and what is this ultimate man, the Word made flesh? What does it mean for God to need to be baptized? that mean for me and for you was the word with God is the word God and to all who received him to believe in his name he gave power to, his, to be children of God what does that mean are you comfortable being a child of God if God humbled himself to become human what does that say about our human Why do the carols we sing at Christmas harp on that so much? Where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in be born in us today. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. What does all that mean? Has Jesus been born in you? Are you born again? Do you understand the question? How would you preach that to people today? What would you say that would help people understand their need of the Word made flesh? What if it led you to becoming a child of God? How did you come to believe in His name? How have you come to believe in His name? What does that question mean for you? Would you rather go back to the soft focus nativity play? Or does the challenge of a homeless Jesus, the asylum-seeking Holy Father family seem less of a challenge in the light of the challenge to believe in His name to be born again? Which would you be more comfortable preaching on? Which would you rather somebody else have to preach? Which would you remember if someone else preached? Why would you remember it? If the Epiphany of the Lord celebrates that God revealed Himself through the Magi and in baptism and the wedding of Canaan, doesn't that mean that He is the God of revelation? How is it that God is revealing Himself to you today? After all these questions, would you rather just cut the sermon out, get gold, frankincense for, or a big fat check? Anything to get it over with?
1: Do you now need a sermon on the
0: piece that this French bread. But which sermon would you have preached? To? Which sermon would you have rather listened to? And how do you react to a sermon composed entirely of questions?